Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. Are you suffering from pandemic stress? Riots and insurrection have you worried about your safety? Well, get to Premier Firearms where they can make you safe. Premier Firearms has locations in Orlando on West Colonial Drive, in Titusville on US-1, and in Mineola in the Family Jewelry and Pawn. Premier Firearms has AR pistols and rifles starting as low as $5.99. Premier Firearms is a family-owned business that can take care of all your firearm and ammunition needs. Check them out today on Facebook and Instagram at Premier Firearms. That's Premier Firearms. And coming soon to Tavares. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. Concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. Connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from MagSwag.com studios. Uh, my name is Mike. I'll be uh, you know, bringing you a program today, uh, but not by myself. I tell you this every week, don't do it by myself, uh, as we bring you all things gun, all the gun time. Uh, let me go around the room real quick, introduce you to my co-host every day. Every day. Should be, we should be co-hosted every day. Uh, on my right, the right-hand man, the great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson of Daniel Boone, Please welcome back. His name is Earl. Dr. Corbett, approve memos, lead a workshop, remember birthdays. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Um, and it wouldn't be one of us. I, mean, <laughs> I want to make sure you guys are clear on that. It's not, that's not, that's not what I was referring to at all. <laughs> Somebody else would. We would just get so tired and, you know, of everything going on out there that we'd feed into each other. Let's go get that guy. Yeah, that guy. Let's go get him. Let's go get him. Somebody's going to yeah, we could. It would happen. I'm pretty sure it would happen. Oh well. So uh, uh, it, it is the going on also right now. Before we get into everything else, is the uh, the gun rights policy conference. Ah, the virtual GRPC. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to uh, go over to, um, let's see, it's uh, uh, the gun, gun right or Facebook. Go to their Facebook page for gun rights policy conference. Second Amendment Foundation. The Second Amendment Foundation is there um, on, on their Facebook page. It's also running live on YouTube. I think. Um, and I know I'm not trying to take you away from the program, but you know what? You can go over there and, uh, and booklet, bookmark it for now and watch it afterwards. Um, I got the, it all screwed up today because they, they said, oh, we're starting at this time. And I'm like, I'm sitting there, I'm waiting. I want to see what the what the opening looks like. And then I went back and read the uh, all the notices and all the emails. It's all it's all West Coast time. Oh. So I was like, oh. three hours off, you know. And, uh, and I thought we were going to do cool because it looked like my segment was going to be on starting about 3.15. I was like, oh man, we'll just run that segment live, you know, because it's a ten minute. It's perfect. Yeah, it's at, it's at six fifteen because of the because of the West Coast thing. So, uh, good stuff, good stuff. We'll uh, we'll bring it to you. We'll bring it to you. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll give you some live updates from there, I guess. But 
How are things in the week of Earl, I guess I should ask, or are your comments on the, the GRPC? Yeah, I wonder how long the GRPC is going to last on uh, on streaming on YouTube once YouTube figures out what the GRPC stands for. Isn't that crazy? Um, let's see, let's see, folks, I'm, I'm told you might be having problems hearing us, but hold on, we're, we're checking all of our connections and everything. But uh, library. Yeah, we're still here, we're still here. Especially, for especially uh, producing the remote. Yep, yep. So hopefully, uh, hopefully you still got us. If not, uh, you know, stick around. and We'll be back. The producers will take care of you. Give you some, some nice. Uh, oh yeah, buttons are being pushed. Yeah. Knobs are being turned. Oh yeah, yeah. Cables are being wiggled. <laughs> All kinds of hilarity going on. They'll give you some filler music if we drop yeah. out. I'll we'll just get back with you. So, but in other news, uh, good, good busy week for me. So, uh, I know one of my days ended up being a little bit longer, uh, unfortunately, because I was freaking exhausted. Production pre pre show production. That's right, on Wednesday. Week, yep, yep. I was just wiped out after running you know, a few more hours extra during the day and started thinking, man, why am I so tired? Right, right. Isn't that the way it works sometimes? Yeah. Um, well, that's good. It's good that uh, everything went well. Any, I mean, uh, any different routes or anything crazy this week? Anything weird? A little bit. A little difference here and there. Uh, yeah. Had some uh, priority shipments I had to go, so instead of going straight back home, I had to hit, hit the, another terminal on the way in. Okay. So that that uh, created some need for the longer days. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, folks, it sounds like we name dropped, so let's try this. Let's try a little reconnect here. See how this goes. I know you're still listening to us on the Arabs. I can see you there. Yeah. yeah. So, live internet. Yeah. Let's do this so that you can hear us reconnect. Oh boy. Yeah, I know I see you going out. I mean we've got good signal, everything's good here. Again, all your winter interwebbers hang out with us. You get to use a little behind-the-scenes stuff right now. <laughs> Here's break out. Oh, oh, oh! Hey! 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 We hear you. Do you hear us? Hello? Great. Hey, that's not good. We hear you just fine. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, we can hear you just fine. How about now? Here's good now? How about now? How about now? Yes, not. Oh no. Filler music. We know what yeah. that means. So we'll do this. We'll disconnect one more time. And again, hang out with this Weber, Weber folks. We, we we still see you. So so we're gonna hang up there. We're going to double check our internet while we're here with you. So let's do this. Let's go here. Let's go here. Let's see what we're doing. We're going uh, internet speed test, folks. Hold on. We are well within the norms, so we're okay there. That's not a problem. So let's go back to it again. Try one more time. Let's take a listen. Dial in. And we got about two minutes left in the segment, folks, so just hang out with us and everything, again, will be all right. Everything will be all right. Hey, it's Earl. Everything will be okay. Everything will be all right. I'm 
ringing in there. Yeah, we can hear you just fine. Contact. Did you see us ringing in? Yep. See if she can yeah, answer us. Yeah, it's ringing. Pick up uh, yeah. the other line. <laughs> That's us calling. Yeah, Mike's, Mike's calling in on the other line. I was just letting you okay. call back in. Okay, how about this line? You got this line? I can hear it. Okay, go ahead and pop us back in. Looks like we got about a minute left in the segment. We can finish that up. All right. Hey, and we're back. Hey, welcome back to the program, Arms Room Radio, coming to you live, uh, folks. So listen, you got to you got to see the listen the, the behind the scenes, the work, and those who are listening on the uh, on the webcast simulcast. You got to you got to hear the, uh, the special secret. <laughs> the, the, yeah. the unfiltered behind the scenes. Yeah. Oh crap! Think, oh crap! I, I think we may have actually given out our producer's home number at one point. So <laughs> right. that's that's probably bad, but don't worry about it. If the phone starts ringing at the house. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So uh, all good here. Listen, uh, we got uh, uh, we got a little bit of a segment left here, so we'll, we'll just finish up with the year. Um, well, it, it interrupts, interrupts. It just happens, folks. So uh, Earl, we have about thirty seconds left. So. I don't know. I guess we're just we're just, we're just carrying on again in the next it's segment. Usual hilarious. Yeah, we'll just do it then. We'll just bring it back in, man, and we'll really extend it out. So, but you got to hear. Listen, you did get to hear some bonus uh, music there. Oh yeah. Uh, so that was good stuff. So, uh, hey, uh, you know, you listen to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studio. Stick around. We'll be back after the break. We'll try this. Again. The Kel-Tec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Kel-Tec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, handguards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. Located in the hills of central Kentucky, Boundary Oak Distillery is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. 
Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of military service members and their families. Boundary Oak Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Boundary Oak Distillery. One minute, not the bill of needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back. Hello, there we go. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. Uh, my name is Mike. Hey, listen, uh, you know, we, we'd, uh, we came into the last segment, normal segment, first segment, and I guess we had a little bit of technical difficulties there. Uh, please, please. Uh, you, you know how it goes. You, you're, you were going online or we had one of them Zoom tests, and uh, oh. you were standing there, and all of a sudden it just goes out for you. Well, guess what? Guess what happened? Yeah. Guess what happened to us? So so uh, we got us back. The uh, our good, uh, our producers at the studio got us got us back on the air. Awesome job. So we are we are here for you. So, uh, Earl, I think... Um, we were talking about before we left. We were talking about uh, um, uh, your week. We were, we were talking about uh, any new travels, anything new like that, anything good, anything good going on. Oh, no, nothing completely brand new. Maybe someplace that I hadn't just—it's just been a little while since I've been there. Kept me busy. Uh, I would say off the streets and out of pool halls, but that's my job to be on the streets. <laughs> right, right. There you go. There you go. Uh, so looking around, we're taking a look at uh, news for you, trying to figure out uh, which way we're going to go, which story we're going to go with first. Uh, so many options. There, uh, so many. Again, you know how we do this, folks. This, uh, we bring, bring you everything that we can, uh, but then uh, by the end of the show, we're left with uh, you know ten extra, uh, um, you know ten extra ten extra ones. So it's, it's, uh, we're trying to pull the right ones for you. We do know again, like I said, gun rights policy conference uh, going on right now. So if you want to. Zip back over there, zip back and forth. We'll try and give you the, the rundown on who's over there uh, and what's going on. Um, Earl, was it, was it last week we, we talked about the, 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 the top five best uh, concealed handguns? Or what was it? Was the title? I forget what we were looking at. No, it wasn't last week. Was it, was it last week? Was it, was it? Um, okay, well, then I got, I got it confused because we had a follow up question on that. I did want to get to. Um, we all, I know we talked about um, uh, women uh, purchasing firearms. 
Yes. Uh, I, we, we, we did get some. Uh, now they're they're what over fifty percent. Yep, yep. Uh, nearly half of new gun buyers. Yep, yep. Um, I I know. Uh, I, we did get some questions on that, and uh, people people ask me, how do we know these stats? Where, where how can you tell who's buying firearms? Uh, it it is it is on the forty four seventy three, um, and um, I I, I want to make sure people understand what information the feds get when you buy a gun because this might help some people um you and i you know being in the business for, for a while we would get a, we'd run into a lot of people that would ask you know is it on the books is it off the books is it on the books you know they want to know if the gun's on the books which means do i have to do a background check to get it and i would say 99 percent of those people were not afraid of the background check they had no issues with, with you know they, they weren't doing any i don't know they weren't felons. There were no warrants for them. Right. You know, there was nothing like that. Um, there's the there's the misbelief out there that if you do a background check, that uh, everything, including all of the gun description, is immediately sent to the ATF, and then the ATF is tracking you, or, or is, is you know they consider that a, a blind registration, you know, for for lack of a better term. Yeah, that was a big concern of anybody that was interested. Three, the suppressor or SBR, or the occasional people who want to make the investment in the machine gun. Right. And he came in and was like, I want, a, I want a suppressor. And then I started going through the process. And he's like, Yeah, I, I, I like the idea, but I don't want to be on the list. It's really, you know, and just to placate it, and I just, after, I don't know, quite honestly, I, I heard that so much that I want to be on the list. Okay. Have you ever been? Have you ever bought a firearm brand new from a dealer? Yes. Well, if things go the way you think they're going to be, I hate to break the bad news to you. You're already on whatever list you're afraid. Yeah, exactly right. Um, what was the movie with uh, Gene Hoffman and um, Will Smith where uh, Gene Hackman? Gene Hackman. I'm sorry. Enemy of the state. Enemy of the state. Right, and he's like. You know, the, the building blew up. What the hell's going on? He's like, you made a phone call. You know, and that was <laughs> yeah, exactly. that was it. Um, uh-huh. um, you know, because that's what that we would think that that's the people, way people would react. You know, you right. get those fears. Uh, and I'll tell you this, and that's why I bring this up because I want to want to set this straight. Um, first off, if you think you don't want to do something because you're probably on a list, you're already on the list. I'll just I'll just have you you know know that. And, and my personal opinion, at this point in time, the way our our political scene is. You're not on half a dozen or more lists. Yeah, you should be. Ashamed. You should be. You should be working smarter, not harder. You know? <laughs> <laughs> working smarter and harder, I guess. Um, the lists when you go to buy it, when you go to buy a firearm, you know, and, you, and you put it on there. And I, I may have you know filled out another forty-four seventy-three this week for another purchase. Oh yeah. Hey man, hey man, hey man. Um, hey, you want to go hunting? Sure. Can I bring a you know, a 240 Bravo? No. Oh, crap. I'm going to go buy a bolt gun. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so uh, it's your name and information, right? And you put your driver's license information on there. You put all of this information on there. But here's what gets transmitted to uh, the state or the feds, depending on which uh, state you're in. Um, your name, uh, date of birth, right? Uh-huh. Uh, location of birth. Okay. Um, uh, your, they want to know white male, black female, that kind of thing. You know, so when the race and sex, um, and did, 
Yeah, right, right. right. Uh, I did see now on the new form, it's it, you get to select, you get to say multiple races if you wanted to. <laughs> yeah. So I just started checking them all. I just checked them all. <laughs> Go for it. I identified everything. Um, and um, oh, I, yeah. This week I was a black Pacific Islander Asian, <laughs> a, 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 you know, a, a Asian uh, European person. Yeah, they're stuck. They're compiling all this information. Yep. Yeah, so all that goes up. Now, here's what the law says. Uh -huh. And here's where, listen, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I am a conspiracy connoisseur. <laughs> um, uh, I like to, you know, I like to eat them up. You know? So uh, when you send that stuff up, they've got 48 hours to delete it. Uh, that, that, that information is supposed to be deleted. They're supposed to do the, yes, he's good, no, he's bad, to make that determination. If it's good, your stuff's gone in 48 hours. If it's bad, I, they're allowed to keep it because... You know, they're allowed to figure out if a crime was committed. Was he in possession right. of a firearm while he was doing the background check? Right. That kind of stuff. Um, so, is that something that's pertinent to Florida, or is that nationwide? That, okay. That's part of NICS. That's part of NICS. Um, so, criminal, criminal check system. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, that's all they get. So the the feds with that information, um, or what do they get as far as the the, the firearm? Uh, handgun. Or you know, big type yeah. handgun, long gun, yeah, receiver or other, yeah, yeah. yeah or frame or yeah, that's and, it. And no, that's it. No, no caliber, no yeah, nothing. That's it. That's all they get. I was going to question whether caliber was in So at most, let's say they they were lying up there, they're still only getting, you know, Mister Earl bought a firearm today and it was a long gun. Right. That's the only information they have. Don't know if that was the evil. Yeah. AR-15? Correct. You, prefer, you have a lot of evil at the right. house, yeah. yeah. Or, uh, you know, Grandpa's scattergun. Correct, correct. Now, um, there's, listen, we all saw the Red Dawn, you know, Wolverines! Oh, you know, yeah. um, and when the Russians invaded, the first thing they did was go down to the local hardware store, and they grabbed all the 4473s, so they knew who all the gun owners were. Don't be under any misconception. If the ATF decides they're coming to take guns, they're going to the local gun stores and they're seizing all of the 4473s, which belong to them technically. It's their form. We just have to maintain it for 20 years. Um, so they're going to get those and then they're going to pull the names and they're going to pull all the firearms and then they're going to go to you and say, where's the firearms? Then you're going to have to do the dance of, uh, you know, uh, I gave them all the Taliban or, you know, yeah, exactly. horrible, or just, a voting accident. It, it was all, yeah. it was all uh, it was overseas and it was on the air right. So the maintaining of those records, is that a, a backdoor uh, um, registration? Well, we've said this before, you know, listen, background checks and, and registration lead to confiscation. That's where they would start with these records there. Uh, uh, it's exactly right. So, but having said that, they are not actively daily. Dealers do not actively daily broadcast your information to the, FF, to the, uh, to the ATF, and so they, they know what you have. So if you're one of those guys that's, or girls, because we're talking about half of the country now, right? Um, that says, I don't want them information, just know what they get. And I guess that's really where I wanted to go with this segment, is tell you what kind of information they get when you talk to, you know, a, a dealer and the ATF. So um, it's your personal property. Uh, you know, maintain records. Uh, listen, if you've uh, sold a car in the past, I bet you probably know, uh, you know who you sold it to. Right. At some point, you got a copy of receipt because, you know, a year later when it ends up in a bank robbery, you know, you don't want them banging on your door. Right. And, and 
besides you know the conspiracy theory aspect, that's the only reason the ATF would contact a dealer wanting more detailed information is they found this firearm at a crime scene. There you go. There you go. Folks, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the MagStrike.com studios. We'll be back after the break. Me? I started smoking when I was 13. I always thought when the time came, I could quit. No problem. Then at 28, I tried to go cold turkey, and I found out how hard it really was. I made it all day without a smoke. (laughs) Right until I met up with the guys. But I learned something that night. In fact, every time I tried to quit, and there were more than a few, I learned a little more about what worked and what didn't work for me. And when I realized that I wasn't alone, that most people don't quit on their first or second attempt, I knew there was still hope. Today, I'm an ex-smoker. My only advice is to never, ever give up trying to quit. If you're trying to quit smoking, the American Lung Association is here to help every step of the way. Visit quitterinyou.org for tools, tips, and stories from... We got taught! ...to finally quit for good. The American Lung Association. We support the Quitter in You... ...org. There are a lot of things teenagers hope for. Homecoming. Getting a cell phone. My first boyfriend. But the things they shouldn't have to hope for? Finding a home. Getting a family. Having someone to care about me. Over half of the 500,000 kids out there in need of foster care are 12 and up. They need a caring home just as much, maybe even more, as the littlest ones. If your heart is big enough for a bigger kid, take this chance and give them a chance. Kids Peace, your local children's charity, can match an older child with your family and provide training for their special needs, financial support, even a 24-hour support team that's just a phone call away. Their needs may be bigger, so are the rewards. To find out more, contact Kids Peace at 1-866-4-KIDS-PEACE or visit fostercare.com. With a little more effort, you can make a huge difference in the life of a bigger kid. The need is growing, so call or click today. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our every day. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your every day. So protect your every day. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Young men just don't seem to listen to the radio anymore. They're too busy with their earpods and TV games. It's iPods and video games? Whatever. Point is, young men are probably not listening to me right now, but they will listen to you. So I need you to remind them to register with Selective Service when they turn 18. It's an easy way to keep the door open to important benefits, like college loans and government jobs. And it's the law. So please, feel free to remind them to go to sss.gov or any post office to register. I heard that. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the MagSwag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. 
Uh, Earl, like a little, little update here. I'll give you a little update on next story. A little background, a little, little, little update. Here we go. Uh, we, we've talked to you in the past uh, that the, out of Missouri, remember the Second Amendment Preservation Act yes. is now the law in Missouri. Um, and you know, if uh, you're know, recalling uh, you know, from last time, this uh, basically says that um, we will not, uh, we as a state and state agencies, and the agency within the state shall not comply with the feds if they come up with any uh, illegal Second Amendment laws. Right. That's, that's, that's you know, we've seen those all around the country. We've seen those come up in many, many, many states. So, uh, and of course, we had a couple of, you know, or, Liberals, liberals, uh, you know, left-wing police chiefs because they were politicians oh. or sheriffs, politicians, and they just said, uh, "Oh, this is going to keep us from being able to enforce laws. We can't work with the feds now. I, sorry, I can't go on your raid with you because there might be guns there." And uh, yeah, and that's not what it meant. Second Amendment preservation is not about uh, local law enforcement assisting federal authority raiding the local crack house. Sorry, we can't help you out because the, the criminals in there making illegal product might have firearms. We can't help you because we're, we're supposed to be preserving the Second Amendment. And, yeah. and you've clearly done four votes, you know, for a political stance, for a partisan stance. And, uh, well, the governor decided he was going to set the record straight. So uh, he responded this week to some law enforcement concerns about the state's Second Amendment Preservation Act. Uh, so far, and we've, we've, this is what we talked about with you, two sheriffs, four police chiefs, and two prosecutors in southeast Missouri, uh, St. Louis, okay, without calling them out by name, all right, but if you, if you look at a map, uh, St. Louis uh, area, have all told us, have all told us the language in the law prevents them from working uh, any weapons case with a federal agency. And the governor, Mike Parson, who, by the way, a former sheriff, <laughs> So he got a little bit of that experience, you know? Yeah, he said nothing should stop state and federal agencies from working together. The goal is to take bad people off the streets, and we don't want to hinder that process. Now, Earl, I think that sentence right there, the most important thing is what he didn't say in that sentence. He said, the goal is to take bad people off the streets. Yep. Okay? Guns off the That's right, right? He didn't say anything about guns. Because guns are, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Guns are completely harmless without bad people. That's exactly right. Exactly. You know, bad people, criminal people, negligent people, whatever it is. Exactly. The same thing with an automobile. Exactly. Right? right? You know, you know, bad people, negligent people, drunk people, whatever it happens to be. Criminal. Those would be criminal people, by the way, if they're drunk and buying the wheel of the car. Yeah. Uh, the governor answered questions about the Second Amendment Preservation Act after speaking at a police officer's memorial prayer breakfast in St. Charles. He says, you're going to have to work with federal partners, and you're going to have to work with other agencies, and we've got to make sure that can happen. I think it's much more of a political issue, that statement was. I believe in the state of Missouri, he said. It was basically with the new change of administrations, some of the things said on the political front was that people are going to protect the Second Amendment in this state. And I think that was more of a statement by far that they were saying to the president and his administration far more than they were to local police departments. But I think there's a way to work forward through that. We all need to understand when you look at an, op at an operation, and they call this Operation Legend there. That's what they've been working on, this task force they've been working on. When you look at operations, 
uh, joint that we have done together, something that I have been a career in law enforcement with. Law enforcement has to be successful, and we'll find a way to do that. And again, Earl, the way to do that is to understand what the South, what, the, what their Second Amendment Preservation Act is. And their Second Amendment Preservation Act says, we will not comply with illegal firearms laws created by this administration, or any administration. Yeah. You know what? Right now, if you ask the governor or any of those police chiefs or any of those those attorneys or scholars, uh, they're going to tell you that they're, they're not worried about any laws right now. That you know, they're they're worried about the next one that comes out. They're worried about the assault weapon ban. They're worried about the uh, the bump stock. They're worried about the uh, you know, the arm brace. You know, if, if they bring out a new, you know, quote, I'm doing the air quotes, folks. You can't see it. Another assault weapon ban. I'm going to identify as a member of the Taliban. You get them for free. Yep. You get them for free. And you get Humvees and helicopters, too. Yeah. All sorts of stuff. Oh, boy. I tell you what. It really would. <laughs> it really would. Uh, let's see. Some Southeast Missouri law enforcement leaders say that the language in the act keeps them from working with their federal partners. Uh, here's from the governor again. We know these programs work when we did partnerships with them. We've just got to figure out how to move forward, okay? Uh, enough with the nonsense, enough with the politics, right? And that's that's what he's telling me. Yeah, I, I'm noticing uh, that how the the, the, the left, I'm going to say, has, has they, they quickly, and at their benefit, can go from the spear of the law to the letter of the law. Yes. Whatever helps serve them best, where we the right, the spirit of the law and the letter of the law are so much greater than all They both go in the same direction. Yeah, and, and you know, you've got one of these prosecutors, again, just trying to stick their, their head in their nose in somebody else's business. Says, and this is, again, here's the alert words, right? This is the common sense solution, right? Right? That I would expect from the governor. Uh, I'm confident that we can continue to protect our citizens' Second Amendment rights and make changes to the Second Amendment Preservation Act that will untie the hands of law enforcement in prosecuting the most violent and dangerous criminals. The police departments, the sheriff's departments, the prosecutor officers, offices do not have their hands tied. What they have is their tongue tied because it's it's tied over on the left. Right? They can't speak to the right. It's tied over on the left. But that's, that's typical. And folks, listen, when you see this around the country, you see this in major metropolitan areas. You see this in in the uh, in the chief executive officers of those law enforcement agencies. Uh, the more urban and large they are, the more liberal the police chiefs are. But that's because guess who appoints them? Or guess who elects them? You know, the people. Yeah. Listen, if it's the city council in, I don't know, I'm going to pick a large city, uh, New York City, uh, uh, Chicago, uh, you know, in those cities, it's going to be a liberal council that's going to pick a liberal police chief to go along with their with with their uh, their their liberal agenda. Exactly. I mean, listen. Uh, what's what's the uh, the show the, uh, the the Blue Bloods on TV with uh, uh, Police Commissioner Thomas Magnum, right? Um, <laughs> and look, there he is, folks. There he is, right there. Uh, yeah. If you can see him in the, in the office here, we got a little picture of him. Um, this is the radio. There you go. Well, if you could hear, I'm doing. All right, I'll do like Earl then. Look, I'm putting air, air quotes around him. <laughs> uh, the uh, uh, 
if, if it was real, like like the Blue Bloods, it would never happen. You would never have the liberal mayor of the giant city appoint the conservative people's police chief. They're, they're never going to do that. That's not how it works. Oh. Um, that makes good TV, you oh. know, because you get those cool, you know, uh, office uh, uh, confrontations where where uh, Thomas Magnum uh, you know, tricks him and runs circles around him with his, <laughs> with his knowledge and stuff. So, uh, beats them at their own game. Exactly right, exactly right. So, you, you don't get that. You get in those major metropolitan areas, you get the liberal police executive, the chief, the chief law enforcement officer. And again, uh, you know, can, can they do some good police work if, they're, if they're, you know, their politics lean left? Sure they can. But when it comes down to it, and you start getting down to things like firearms, that's the when you're going to hear, we need to stop gun violence rather than we need to stop crime. Right? We need to take the guns off the street rather than we need to take the criminals off the street. Exactly. You know, uh, we need to create more gun laws instead of let's do bail reform uh, and defund the police. Isn't it, uh, being as you brought them up and mentioned them, doesn't New York have something on, on the books about bail where I've heard something of a guy was arrested for, uh, I don't know if it's it just misdemeanor or if it made it all the way up to a felony, but it was like uh, theft, you know, retail theft. Yeah. Had been arrested and run through the to the to the jail, right. you know, booking section, like eight or nine times in yeah. a twelve-hour day. Yeah, well, that's because uh, it was passed in New York by Governor uh, Andrew Cuomo, which is a, he's an excellent governor. I'm sure he'll go on to serve for many, many years. Oh, oh, wait, never mind, never mind. Um, and uh, uh, um, because they found, they determined that bail, they said, trying to get the poor vote, trying to get the vote of the people without money that they put in the poor house in the first place by overtaxing them. But by trying to get the poor vote, he said, uh, the 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 bail is uh, bail is unconstitutional because people without money can't pay. So. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the MaxRag.com studios. More when we get back. The Keltec PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltech. See more at keltechweapons.com. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Thank you for calling Next Level Training. This is Jen. How can I help you today? Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training pistol? It sure is. Jen, do you have military discounts? Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? Law enforcement and military always receive 20% off at Next Level Training. Wow, that's awesome. What about if I'm an instructor? We also have specific packages designed exactly for instructors. Jen, what if I want to buy a lot of them all at once? 
Yeah, we offer volume pricing. Are the CERT pistols made in America? Right here in Washington State. Do the CERT pistols have a warranty? All of our CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? You can purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com, or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SIRT training pistol, just go to nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com. And be sure to tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. Got a question or a story to tell? Check them out at armsroomradio.com. Now, coast to coast and around the world from the magswag.com studios, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to live from the magswag.com studios. Uh, here we are, here we are. We're at it again. We're moving out. We're moving in. Sorry, a little cadence going on for you there. Uh, let's see, Earl. Let's see. Let's see. I think um, uh, we do uh, defensive gun uses. All right. Let's do some defensive gun pieces. Let's do this. Right now, here? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there we go. We just had to just add one. Just add one. Um, folks, we're talking about defensive gun use. What's a defensive gun use? A defensive gun use, uh, you know, when you think about it in, uh, in, in, the, in the, the broad terms of exactly, or sorry, in the narrow terms of exactly what, what it says, you would think somebody uses a gun to defend themselves. Now, uh, does that mean, or when you hear that, does that mean they, uh, they pulled the trigger? Does, or does that mean they not pulled the trigger when you hear that term? Uh, it could go, well, I'm a little bit more educated on this, but still, generally speaking, it could go either way. My first inclination is probably does not include pulling the trigger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, quite often, simply, you know, putting it in, you know, I've been hanging around Kevin too long, putting it in legal ease, uh, you know, brandishing the firearm, or, you know, showing that you're in possession of it. Yeah. Quite often... That, that you know, cools things off right then and there. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Um, uh, you know, for me, when I hear defensive gun use, I think that maybe there could be a better term for it. It was a defined, like, it was the trigger pulled, was the trigger not pulled, but I think I'm just reading into it. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, so, uh, you know, maybe for statistical purposes on paper, we could figure something else out. But for the most part, I think it means exactly what it says. Did you use the gun to defend yourself? And now we just have to. The next question is, uh, with you know, with pulling the trigger or without pulling the trigger. Right. Uh, um, so, uh, you know, and that's that's what we're going to talk about to you today. Which is some uh, a defensive gun uses, not not particular ones. I wasn't planning on going there, um, but the number of people that are telling now that have used a firearm uh, in in self defense and DGUs. If you hear a slip into the term. DGUs, that they're, it's commonly industry known as defensive gun uses, uh, the, the number of DGUs. Uh, currently, a whopping 31.1% of gun owners estimated to be about 25.3 million American adults uh, have used a gun in self-defense. So now that's not the total number of gun owners. It's 25 million American adults that are believed to be using a gun in self-defense. Now, Earl, um, don't answer if you don't want to. Uh, I don't, you know, don't violate any statutes of limitation or anything like that. Have you ever used a firearm in a defensive gun use? Fortunately. Okay. Okay. Which is great. Yeah. That's that's wonderful. That's wonderful. I uh, for many years 
at least you know was in the uh, the uh, the government gun carrying business. <laughs> right? Let's just say that, say it like that, right? Uh, with a couple of different agencies throughout, and uh, uh, you know, clearly you had to do it multiple times there. But that's you know, your thing, and a lot of times there, it's a uh, we we did offensive gun uses too. You know, <laughs> that's a, uh, so well, and I don't mean like. Let me let me clarify. The defensive gun use on the civilian side means you were presented with the threat. Your 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 reaction to the threat was to you know, you, you know, pull or display the firearm in defense of yourself. In law enforcement, you or in the military, you may be told, "We're going into the stuff, man. It's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be dirty and muddy, and it's a hot LZ." We are so, going downrange. Yeah. So guess what? You go in with offensive gun uses. You go in yes. pointing ahead of time, not waiting to find somebody else pulling out on you. So, uh, but had not done any uh, uh, any civilian defensive gun uses. Um, and again, I carry, you know this, Earl, as much, probably more off duty than did on duty. It's just the nature of the business. You were you only work forty hours a week. Guess what? A lot more hours in a week than forty yeah, hours. Yes, okay, they are. Yes, right. Um, so. I never, never had, never had the need to. Well, I did uh, about a year ago at a, a defensive gun use. I know you and I talked about it earlier, and that's probably about all the details I'm going to give out of it. Um, <laughs> uh, but, um, but I'm in in that group now of uh, defensive gun use. I will say there was no firing. There was no firing. It, it was the uh, the display and verbal commands was enough to make the threat go bye bye. Bye bye bye. I mean, like walk away, not like. Go to the fork in the road, get a shovel, that kind of nonsense. So. Yeah, I, I had uh, years ago, before I got into it as much as I am, uh, heard of an individual, a friend, friend of mine at the time, uh, was in traffic. You know, light turned green, car in front of him, didn't didn't go to the intersection. Mm -hmm. You just you know double tap on the horn, mm -hmm. you know, but not a laying down on a defensive use of the car. Hey, wake up, you know, pay attention, green yeah. light, let's yeah. go. And said you could see through the rearview mirror or it's in the back window of the car. Guy puts the car up in park, gets out of the car, looking at him real mean, yeah. starts pulling a big chain out from behind the back seat of the car, yeah. starts to walk back towards him. Right. He just pulls his handgun, lays it on the dash of the car in plain view yeah. where the guy can see it. Yeah. The guy turns around, walks back to his car, puts the chain back <laughs> into a, the back seat, picks up his car, yeah. and goes. Picks up some trash off the side of the road, there, you know. <laughs> Make sure everything is good. <laughs> um, yeah, listen, I, I, I actually believe, and I've said this for years, that we should have two horns in the car. You should have right there on the steering wheel the uh -huh. the, the uh, you know the, the very loud, oh, my God, you almost crashed into me, or, you know, the big horn, right? Yep. And then on the side, there should be a button that just goes, beep, beep, like, yep. the courtesy horn. You should have the, I'm almost in a crash, and then you should have the courtesy horn, like, um, dude, put your phone down the light screen. You know that you can it. That's that's the, the I have that benefit in my truck. Oh, do you? I've got the air horn. Oh. And what we call in the business, I've got the city horn, the okay. classic, stereotypical electric horn. Okay. Okay. And if it's something like that, of you know traffic light or something like that, I tap on the city horn. Yeah. But if you're coming in my lane or yeah. cutting me off, you give him the train I horn. I am the, laying down yeah. on the air horn. The kid, that's the kid that's driving by, oh, you know, yeah. pulling us, oh. you know, pumping his arm up and, and down. And if, if any of our listeners, you know, uh, in, you know, partaking in road tripping, you know, whether it be the adults or the kids, especially the kids, 
As a truck driver, we enjoy that as much as you. <laughs> uh, every time I, I had a, uh, a couple weeks ago, and I had a, uh, a motorhome, right? You know, all single unit. So as they're driving past me, there's the mom and the young child sitting on the couch on the side at a big bay window, looking okay. right by there <laughs> with me. And the right. little kid, yeah. he just reaches up and you know, just, you know gives yeah. me a little arm pump. Yeah. I grin real big and I reach up and I lay down uh, on it. Hopefully, Dad. Yeah, hopefully, Dad. <laughs> <knew what was laughs> coming, <laughs> but, uh, like, oh, sorry, but you know, the kid got a big smile. Right, right. So, um, so those are defensive gun uses. Uh, um, up, uh, up. Uh, they're saying up to thirty-one percent now. Um, Earl, I think these numbers are off too because we've had this conversation with many, many people who have had defensive gun uses. Um, and, and these are defensive gun uses. Let's let's talk specifically about the ones where the trigger's not pulled. Like you just said, your friend put the gun on the dash just enough to let the guy with the chain know this is not that, that's yeah, far enough. You don't want to bring enough. that here. It says in most cases, basically eighty-two percent the gun is not fired. I think it's probably much higher than that because when people have a defensive gun use uh, and the bad guy just flees or takes off. Unless you saw him, you know, beat somebody else, rob somebody else, uh, and, and and you know, you know, there's a, there should be an arrest made immediately. Um, if it's just a defensive gun use like this, um, you gave the attitude adjustment. The guy turned around and went on his way. I, I don't. I think most people don't don't call that in to the police. Oh yeah. Because, I mean, when, yeah. when my buddy was telling yeah. me the story, I'm kind of you know, I'm half shocked, half kind of chuckling. Okay. Yeah. You know, the guy thinks he's you know. You know, a, a, a bad guy and all that, and you're going to show somebody what's what, and, you know, half laughing, and he said, yeah, he just turned around, walked, walked back to his car, and jumped in and go. <laughs> that's what, yeah, did you call the police? Oh, yeah. it's over done with. That's it, and that's it. You know, it's, it's the quick, uh, uh, listen, uh, I've given you the opportunity to correct your behavior. I'm glad that you have. Uh-huh. I don't want to be here for two hours with the police discussing this. Yes. Um, the only thing I will tell you, folks, is to be wary if you don't call the police, and let's say that, that, that person waits 10 seconds or 10 minutes and peels off the side of the road and calls in your tag number, that you're out there, you're shooting at people, uh, you're gonna have some, you're gonna have some explaining to do, Lucy, for Ken. So you just to be careful. That's why you should have a number like Max Law Orlando <laughs> you know, tattooed on your on your arm. You know, it's just, so. Um, let's see, folks. Uh, that's it. That's it. that's the first hour of the program. We've got more coming back for you after the break, and uh, we're gonna do. You know what? I got a, I got a feeling, Earl. The next the next hour, static free. Hopefully, yeah, we do a static free. Yeah, yeah. Uh, until second hour, please exercise your second amendment rights responsibly. Not ready. Get ready. You are ready. Stay ready. Remember, your head on the swivel. Are you suffering from pandemic stress? Riots and insurrection have you worried about your safety? Well, get to Premier Firearms where they can make you safe. Premier Firearms has locations in Orlando on West Colonial Drive, in Titusville on US-1, and in Mineola in the Family Jewelry and Pawn. Premier Firearms has AR pistols and rifles starting as low as $5.99. Premier Firearms is a family-owned business that can take care of all your firearm and ammunition needs. Check them out today on Facebook and Instagram at Premier Firearms. That's Premier Firearms. And coming soon to Tavares. 
The Keltec PMR-30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. Concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. Connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. My name is Michael B.I., guiding us through the remaining hour of the program here. Uh, if you're just joining us for this hour alone, thank you for joining us, the program here. I know we're looking at uh, uh, another station we're looking at where we might just be picked up for an hour. So we've got to be polite to everybody all the time. So, um, What else are we doing here? Oh, oh yeah, listen, uh, we promised to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't do the program by myself. Let me go around the room real quick, and uh, and let you uh, let you meet the people here with me. On my right, the right hand man, the great 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 grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome back. His name was Earl. Doctor Corbett, approved memos, lead a workshop, remember birthdays. Oh, good evening. How was your break, sir? How was your uh, your six minutes of uh, relaxivity? Sure. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, it sure did. What do we do now? What do we do now? Um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's exactly what, what what's going on. So, um, it does, it does. Uh, let's right, right, right. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Oh, you know what? We we really got some more information to put out about defensive gun uses. I can yes. go from one hour to the next. So let me let me give you a recap. We were talking about defensive quick, gun quick, quick. gun uses, and what a, de a defensive gun use is uh, when somebody uses a firearm in self defense, whether or not that the, the trigger is pulled. Uh, and the, the current stats show that it's about eighty two percent of the time the trigger is not pulled. I think those stats are off, and I'll go into that a little bit more. But I want to let you go, you know, and get you get your thoughts out on this. I think. Entirety of this article, the stats. Yes, off. and let's talk about that. And I think that is uh, they're off in, for lack of a better word, they're off in a good way. Right. Uh, one of the things here, they're they're saying there are approximately one 
1.67 million defensive gun uses annually. That, you know, that's 1.67 million that are reported. Right, right. Quite often, defensive gun uses, and, and probably more common than not, is just simply showing the bad guy there is a firearm present. Yes. Whether that could be, you know, you carry it, you know, you, you pull your shirt, and you can see it. Yeah. In the holster in your waistband, right, or, right. or you know, if it, it, you know, it caught you by surprise, you pull the firearm and you hold it down when we're ready. You're not even, you know, it's not even serious enough yet that you need to point it at the bad guy or bad girl. You know, you just you, you expose the firearm. You know, I, I am armed. I will and am prepared to defend myself. Most of the time, they beat feet. You know, when they haul butt away, what's what does everybody? Normally do, you holster the firearm, you know, readjust as you need to, and continue on about your day. You don't report anything to anybody. Because no. yet we all know, unfortunately, it's the nature of the beast. You're going to be tied up for with, with for time with law enforcement, with, you know, authorities, and giving your statement, writing everything down, letting them know what happened, and, I, I and, and having to deal with a lot of the uh, the people, those anti, yes. you know, those uneducated or undereducated. Law enforcement that haven't had that, that, you know, oh, there's a gun involved, I must do all of this because my policy says I must do all of this, rather than the cop just going, okay, go home. Yeah, what happened? Oh, bad guy, you know, yeah. bad guy came at you with a baseball bat, yeah. you pull out your handgun, yeah. and you, you pulled it out of the holster and pointed it at the ground, and right. he saw you had a gun, and he turned around left, all right, yeah, good And I get it, listen, law enforcement, here's why they want to do that, folks, because... Maybe this guy's done this to other people. Maybe he's been successful. They want to track him. They want to get you as a witness. They want to get. You, they want to establish all of that. Whereas, you know what you want to do? Get to your next appointment. Yeah. You get to your next. Move on with your day. Right. Right. Um, I, I do want to tell a story. I do want to tell. Oh, the, story the, time. The, the, the one, story time. The one time I, I kind of saw a defensive gun use. This one time. Just this, oh. it, it, it was at a band camp. Uh, <laughs> it was over on the west coast of Florida um, with a, a friend of ours. You've heard us talk about him before. Our friend, our friend Jeff. Uh, um, and he was at the gas station, and this was night, and it was like one of them giant gas stations. Oh, I remember okay. this. Oh, remember it now? Okay. It was a giant gas station, and, and Jeff's in his truck just pumping gas, and um, I go inside to get you know get a drink or whatever, uh, um, and as I as I start to go inside, you know, uh, you know, last glance back at Jeff, he's just standing there by the truck. Two minutes inside, I come back out, and I can see... Um, uh, a dude on a bicycle riding off at full speed. Um, fast as he can ride. Fast he can. Now, I guess what what happened was uh-huh. um, this uh, this this young um, this Ute, this one Ute, Ute one not this, two Ute, this, one the, Ute. the Ute um, was on. It was probably uh, a 18, 20 year old uh, male, right? Okay. And was riding a uh, a seven year old girl's bicycle. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, like the banana seat, you know, and the you know, just pink and sparkly and all that, right? Yep. And I guess this guy had circled up by Jeff at one point, large gas station, right? Circled up by Jeff at one point. He goes, "Hey, yo, man, can I hold a dollar?" And and Jeff was like, "No, no, just no." First, I know Jeff. He probably just didn't even. He probably just looked at him like, "What do you know? Just go away." Uh He gave him that go away look, right? And he came back and again. He's like, come on, man, let me hold it on. And Jeff was like, no, no. Um, and then he came back and he said, he said something along the lines of, what if I just take that dollar from you, right? And so Jeff lifts his shirt up, shows his 
Gucci Glock 19 that, that he's got, you know, carrying an appendix carry, right? He did like a fan. Yep. Uh, and, and Jeff said something along the lines of, why don't you take some of this with you, right? <laughs> and that's when I came out. I missed that part, right? I, I see, like, the last couple moments of the kid riding towards the curb, or riding towards the street and the sidewalk to get away. And I guess he looks back at Jeff and, and, and you know, to make sure he's not you know, about to take some of that with him, you know? Uh-huh. And and the kid, I guess, didn't realize there was, like, a six-inch curb there. Uh-oh. And he hit that curb at full bicycle speed, right? And, like, the bike kind of, like, disintegrated under him, <laughs> but he kept going forward, you know? So, so it was, like, uh, ten feet of cartoon, you know, riding through the air with no bicycle, until the, the guy finally went down into the asphalt, got up, and ran. And I'm pretty sure he made the goofy noise. You know, the... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, just, it just kept running. So I got to see that defensive gun use. And, uh, and got in the car. I said, what happened? And he goes, you told me what happened? And I go, cool. I go, I look at him, I go, cops? He goes, nah. You know, and we just go. We just go. Exactly. We're gone. We're gone. We're gone. Um, now... Reason why maybe cops might have been a good thing to do, two, three days later on the news, there's a story of that guy's arrested, having done a string of those, uh, you know, you know, and, and at some point I guess he obtained a weapon, um, so, but I guess he didn't want to use it when he yeah. was confronted with somebody. And, and, and given my first thought, you know, I, I, I remember hearing the story, but I, I didn't get to witness the story, but something for our listeners to take into consideration that particular situation, uh, you know, gas station late at night, there are cameras everywhere. Yeah, yeah. You've got to protect yourself, yep. both on the street and potentially in the courtroom. You've got to get your statement on record. There you go, there you go. You listen to Arms Room Radio, we'll be back after the break. The Caltech PMR-30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Caltech. See more at caltechweapons.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. 
with names like Patton, Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon. You can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. Located in the hills of central Kentucky, Boundary Oak uh, Distillery is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary Oak yeah. Distillery. Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of Back military service members and their families. Boundary Oak Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Boundary Oak Distillery. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the founding fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday night special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. 30 seconds. We have the right to read what others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights. Not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. The, uh, location Bravo. Location yes. Bravo. On, on the road again. Just can't wait to get back on yeah, let's see here. You can go on the, you're on the road all week long. You, you, that's what you do. You're, 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 you're on the road. You're on the road again. Um, but, uh, but you know, on, on the other side, um, uh, you're not home. So you get to experience uh, the joys of uh, dinner out of a microwave. Uh, you get to get the uh, watching movies by yourself on Netflix. Um, I, pe- I picture a lot of peace and quiet. You know you what? You are... Much more calm now since you've been on this job. Um, because you listen, listen. Let me ask you for hold on before we get into this, here, folks. I want to ask every man out there right now, or woman, or any, any. How about this? Any married person out there right now? If you could get two nights a week in a hotel room by yourself, crashing whenever you wanted to, you know, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, whatever. Waking up for work, four, even four or five o'clock in the morning. It really doesn't matter. You know, but you could, if, if I told you you could go and have a hotel room two nights a week, you could get eight hours sleep, and then just go straight to work. Come from work, get you a nice meal, get you some sleep, uh, get a nice hot shower, and then go back to work two nights a week. You think you'd be a little more calm? You think you think a little less on edge, right? Right? Don't you think you would be? Yeah, I know I would. <laughs> I, I, I know I would be. So uh, um, that's what I'm saying. I mean. Look at you! You're all suntan. 
it loses the weight. You know. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. Yeah, they start have to drive them English trucks if you want to tan the other arm. <laughs> so, I'm just saying it works. You know, it's like, oh, I get a chance to go away for the weekend. I don't even ask where. I'm like, oh, I'll go. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go. A chance to just decompress for a little bit here. So, uh, we're going away. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's up there. I don't even know what we're doing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, do you remember? I think we talked about this company. Uh, it's it's a it's a roofing company. Okay. Uh, um, it's uh, I'm trying to remember where it is. Uh, it's a construction company that won global attention when it offered a free rifle with every new roof. Well, and this has been years ago. This happened. This has been three, four, five years ago. We, we talked about this story. And, and now, I guess maybe the people around there are slow. I don't know. Um, uh, the people there now are uh, uh, saying that the, uh, uh, they, don't like the, they don't like the company. Oh, my God, that's horrible. You're going to give away a rifle. Listen, we just had, uh, remember, uh, Florida State Representative Anthony Sabatini was raffling off a rifle as well. Uh, and um, they came to him and said, you, you're not, you can't raffle guns in Florida. There's an obscure, weird law. And he said, oh, okay, well, I'm just going to give it away then. Yeah. <laughs> so, and they were like, um... Yeah. So here's, here's what happened. I'll give you, we'll, we'll come back to this story. But with, with Sabatini, it was, I'm going to raffle off this rifle. It's $20. It's a $20 campaign contribution to right. raffle off this rifle. Right. So they, somebody said, no, you're not allowed to raffle for campaigns, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, okay. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give it away, but I'm taking donations for uh, for you to take to leave your phone number, you know, <laughs> so we know who to call. Uh, uh, and so now people are giving fifty and a hundred bucks. Oh yeah. So yeah. so all these non-gun people, all these anti-gun people that were, you know, trying to stop him from, you know, selling this evil rifle. All they did was you know tenfold the amount of money he brought in, you know, by giving him, giving him publicity and taking yeah. that dollar amount off of there. Looking at looking at the ad. Ethics, you know, sticking to it, this uh, construction company, it's a, uh, it's what, uh, looks like it's a A3 club? Yes. You know, you know, full full rifle buttstock, carry yep. handle, 20-inch uh, barrel, A2, uh, front sight base. I need to add one of those to my collection. It is, it is a nice, uh, you know, uh, um, it's, it's a nice... Mid mid uh, mid time, right right because the A three rifle with with all of that was it's not the full old M sixteen it's not the new modern M four or anything like that, um, so it's a uh, it, it's it's pretty it's pretty nice looking rifle. It's pretty close to the way originally. Oh yeah 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 exactly right couple of with a few modern updates. Right 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 right. Um, so this this company this is Wiggins Construction out of Powell Wyoming. Uh, it, well, I don't know. Maybe he can answer the contest. I don't know. Um, he said that uh, reports have amounted to exaggerations and half-truths. He goes, listen. Uh, yeah, he goes, I'm basically just doing my best at this point, trying to keep up with what I can, uh, to do what I can to try to basically resolve what we have left. Uh, said Josh Wiggins, you know, whose brother of the co-founder, Todd Wiggins. He said, we've not backed out of any contracts. Uh, we're just behind because... Uh, we've lost some employees, and we're doing our best to resolve issues and move forward. Uh, okay, it's it's 
Earl, it's, 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 that's what's going on in the country right now. Yeah. You know? All over the place. Yep. Um, you get, uh, right now, we're in one of those times, and, and it's funny because about two years ago, it was the opposite. Right now in the country, um, you get to walk into an employer and, and go, uh, listen, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Um, I, uh, I, I want to start uh, uh, three months from now, uh, but I get paid immediately. Um, I'm also going to need eight months of uh, you know, uh, uh, vacation time. I'm going to need a bonus every four months. Um, and I'm going to need a take-home car, uh, and I'll see you uh, again in three months. And right now, employers are going, okay, okay, great, come on, come on. Whereas two years ago, um, if you called your boss and said, listen, boss, um, I apologize, I just got in a horrible accident. Uh, I've been a witness uh, to this as well, and there's a... There's bloodshed everywhere, and I just I give this woman a you know, life-saving medical care, uh, and I'll be about uh, 30 seconds late. And they would say, oh, you're fired. <laughs> you're fired. You're fired. Because there were so many people in the job market then that you could just, yeah, you know what, I don't need you. I'll get another guy. I can have another guy here before you're 30 seconds late. You know? <laughs> now it's you can walk in and just be like, I'm going to poop on the floor. And be like, would you like a raise? You know, that's, that's just how it is right now. Um, so... That's what he's going through, going through the the post uh, covidial you know, uh, blues, I would say. But uh, this past spring, as a marketing campaign, the company offered uh, customers who ordered a new roof or a new building a free AR-15 uh, for a few months. It worked great. It was great. It was great. It was great. Somebody sent a message from uh, overseas, from the United Kingdom, saying, "Hey, I come to my roof, and, and uh, can you bring that AR with you?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do not think so. I do. We don't want to know American roofs. Yep, yep. Uh, so he said uh, they they probably did somewhere between uh, thirteen and fifteen roofs. Where is it roofs or roofs? Roofs, roofs, roofs. What's the point of a roof? I don't know. I don't know. I thought you were the two weeks English Well, so I'm thinking about it. yeah. If it was if it was like hoof, it'd be hooves, right? But roof would be roof. Have to look that up. I'll let you know next segment. Uh, I think yeah, it'd be roofs. Put the intern on it. I think it's. You think it's roofs? I think so. Well, just going on, you know, both is hooves. Yeah, I know. But, like, what, what about fish and dish? Right? Those aren't the same thing. I, I know, but they're, but, but it, one's proper that, and one's. See that fish there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, oh. <laughs> um, so, uh,. Yeah, so he, he they did it, and they did it well, and they're having a great time. And they, listen, if, you, if anybody, I, bas- I guess basically basically the reason we're bringing the story up and we're talking to you about the story is um, if you happen to have uh, a neat, you have to have some skill as a roofer, why don't yeah, yeah. and I bet you could probably get an Me, 15 out of smoke <laughs> one of 13. I always thought when the time came, I could quit. No problem. Yeah. Then at 28, I tried to go cold turkey, right. and I found out how hard it really was. I made it all day without a smoke. <laughs> right until I met up with the guys. But I learned something that night. In fact, every time I tried to quit, there were more than a few. I learned a little more about what worked and what didn't work for me. And when I realized that I wasn't alone, 
that most people don't quit on their first or second attempt, I knew there was still hope. Yes. Today, I'm an ex-smoker. My only advice is to never, ever give up trying to quit. If you're trying to quit smoking, the American Lung Association is here to help every step of the way. Visit quitterinyou.org for tools, tips, and stories from... We got time! ...to finally nice. quit for good. The American Lung Association. We support the quitter in you. Or... There are a lot of things teenagers hope for. Homecoming. My first boyfriend. But the things they shouldn't have to hope for? Finding a home. Getting a family. Having someone to care about. Over 500,000 kids out there in need of foster care are 12 and up. They need a caring home just as much, maybe even more, as the little Give us an arms room radio coming to heart is big enough for a bigger kid, take this chance and give them a chance. Kids Peace, your local children's charity, can match an older child with your family and provide training for their special needs, financial support, even a 24-hour support team that's just a phone call away. Their needs may be bigger, so are the rewards. To find out more, contact Kids Peace at 1-866-4-KIDS-PEACE or visit fostercare.com. With a little more effort, you can make a huge difference in the life of a bigger kid. The need is growing, so call or click today. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our every day. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your every day. So protect your every day. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Young men just don't seem to listen to the radio anymore. They're too busy with their earpods and TV games. It's iPods and video games? Whatever. Point is, young men are probably not listening to me right now, but they will listen to you. So I need you to remind them to register with Selective Service when they turn 18. It's an easy way to keep the door open to important benefits, like college loans and government jobs. And it's the law. So please, feel free to remind them to go to sss.gov or any post office to register. I heard that. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. Um, Earl, I was at a couple different places this week, you know, doing some doing some gun stuff, still trying to stay busy with some gun stuff, and uh, uh, I was at one store, and they, uh, I was listening to their, one of their, their salespeople's, and he said uh, uh, to a customer, well, the customer actually asked first if they had any uh, uh, three fifty seven SIG ammo, target ammo, and he said, uh, he said, are you, uh, what, do you, what, do you, what do you need? Is three, do you have one? He goes, yeah, I've, I've got the, uh, I've got a SIG, uh, it's a SIG forty caliber. Somebody gave me a, a, 50, a 357 SIG barrel for it, and I didn't know they do that. New Glock does that, but I didn't realize SIG had done that. Um, and he said, uh, so I want to shoot some 357 SIG through it also. And the, the salesman said, eh, 
Both the 40 and the 357 are dead calibers. Let me introduce you to a 9mm or a 45. And, and I was like, yeah, buddy. You know, <laughs> way, to, way to prop up the caliber you enjoy, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, but, it, but it got me thinking about the different calibers available for, for basic defensive handgun uses. Um, and I wanted to go over a couple of those. And, uh, and then from there... Uh, you know, maybe maybe have to see where the conversation takes us. So, so um, the, the the basic the basic calibers I would say for handgun use uh, for defensive handgun use, personal everyday carry use. I think we have to start at three eighty, right? I mean, I don't think we can go thirty two twenty five. I I mean, I might go twenty two magnum if I'm if I could find a way to carry. A nice Keltec PMR thirty, you know, maybe if I'm open to carry, that's fine. But concealed carry, that's a little bit bulkier to conceal carry. Um, my, my personal opinion, three eighty is as small as I, I would go. Exactly. Three eighty is as small as I would go in a bad situation. Yeah. Anything smaller than that is an extreme situation. Yes. Yes, right, right. Like uh, you were, you know, in prison, and you were keystroke. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's go uh, start three eighty, and then we, there you go to you go to nine, right? Right. And then from there we get, uh, uh, I guess technically be three fifty seven sig would be the next size up. Okay. Then the forty. Yeah. Then the forty five. Right. Um, and then and the, the pictures me when I've been looking at it has a. Uh, Looks like a 500 Smith and Wesson, but I don't know who's carrying a 500 Smith and Wesson yeah, that, for, that, for everyday use. Yeah, but, that yeah. caliber is that, that that's a I'm going to say is a primarily a hunting. Only yeah, gun. right. There you go. Using defense, certainly. Right. You're not going to go out and train as you properly should. Right. 500 Mag. Uh, I had, and let me let me get your opinion on this. I had uh, uh, one of the one of the guys I work with had to go uh, do his annual qualifications. Um, and he has, you know, the issue to him, the standard stuff, the Glock 19, uh -huh. 9mm, Glock 22. Uh, oh, sorry, yeah. it was the... 17. No, no, he had the 22. He had the 22 because it was different sizes. So you had the, the 19, which is what they they call that their old compact, the 19. Right. Yeah. Zero compact 9. All right, right, right. Um, now they have four sizes smaller than it, but right. yeah, yeah. Um, then the 22, which is the full size. 40 and then he has a 21, which is a fuller. Size yeah. because it's a, it's bigger it's a, than it's it, bigger. Yeah, it's a large frame. Yes, uh, right. So, and he said, uh, "Yeah, listen, I'm just getting all my stuff back together. I'm you know organizing my safe. I I need a couple extra mags, and if you can give me some ammo, and of course I took care of him. And he said, "I'm going to go qualify. And I think I'm going to qualify with the uh, with the 22 because it's the 40 cal. Because uh, you know, I get big hands. It's a little bit bigger frame for me, and it's a 40, so it's easier to shoot than the 21. And I said. It's actually not true because the 40 is a supersonic round, whereas the 45 is a subsonic round. Right. So it's and, and if you take the, those two guns are very 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 close in size and shape, the 22 and the 21, the Glock 40 caliber full size mm -hmm. and the Glock 45 caliber full size. When you when you when you shoot the supersonic round through it, it's got a little more. It's called I wouldn't call it recoil. I call it barrel rise. Because it's kicking out a supersonic round. The recoil is probably close to the same. It's, it's a little bit more snap. Yes, that's exactly 
where I'm, I'm trying to get all technical, and you, you, you just described it perfectly. Um, <laughs> it's a little more stampy, so it pops up a little higher uh -huh. when you do it. And I told him, no, the 45. He's like, well, how can the bigger be not as stampy? And I explained the supersonic. And it's a typical cops. They don't get into this like we do. Right. Um, the, you know, one supersonic, so the gun has got more backblast area, so it's got to, it's got to go somewhere. Whereas the 45 is, you know, listen, it's the train coming out, and it's going to hurt you. But the other one was the you know the, the super train, the speed bullet, you know. So uh, the high speed, yeah, Japanese yeah, exactly. It's a maglev train coming at you, you know. <laughs> so um, and, and he went out and qualified, but um, and, and after that happened, I'm like, well, is this guy right? Is the 357 and 40 dead? Is there any? Is there a use for them today? And you being a you know a mid caliber guy, I figured it's a great time to put you on the spot with three minutes left in the show, I four believe, minutes left in the show. I believe there is. Uh, this is where you and I, we, we differ a little bit in, we both go to the same destination, but we may ch take a little bit different routes. Right. Uh, I believe the 40 and the 357 SIG are both still viable. They have good performance, albeit, especially the 357 SIG, it's not mass produced, so it's going to be a little bit more expensive, so you're going to be able to train with it. Yep. The 357C and the 40 cal uh, both will perform well. Uh, my personal opinion, I would not hesitate to carry either one of them. I typically don't because my theory of thinking for defensive carry is, and I've looked more at the information from medical authorities and looking at what it takes to shut down the, the uh, two-legged physiological machine right there you go uh, typically is going to be massive trauma and how do you introduce massive trauma multiple hits more than singular larger hits three small hits are more likely to shut down the machine than one bigger can one bigger do it right yes right but more often than not multiple smaller ones will do it. So in my thinking, I right now, I've, I most most of the carry that I do with is with 9mm. I can carry higher capacity much easier. And I go with the general rule of thumb thinking animals typically travel in packs. Yeah. So I plan on a minimum of three rounds per animal. Yeah. And so I want to Make it as easy as possible, and you know, 9mm is much more uh, readily available uh, to train with. Very true, uh, very true. development of the 9mm round itself has done... Some recent really advancements. Yes, yeah, some ever, recent, ever yeah, since yeah. Uh, what was the late, mid-late 80s, yeah. the, the FBI shooting, yeah. When, yeah. when the FBI switched to 10mm because right. they felt 9mm didn't have failed, and do its job. Right. You know, they, they, the ammo companies have really ramped up the performance of a 9mm round. Right. But I still feel 357SIG, 40 cal, 45, 10mm, it's all, it all can do the job well. My personal opinion for any, any shooter, any new shooter is looking to get into carrying concealed for, for protection of yourself and your family carry as large a caliber as you can 
control accurately that gives you the capacity around him that you feel you need. Yeah, no, excellent, excellent advice. Um, here's here's another another little curveball because um, we don't have much time left. I just got a, a, a case of a full case of a nine millimeter, hundred forty seven grain subsonic delivered. Uh, um, it's finally back on the market again. And I think the delivery guy from FedEx was like, "Where'd you get one forty-seven grain, man?" You know, he was all he was all about it. <laughs> Where'd you find it, yeah. man? I gotta get some. And I said, "Listen, I use it mostly for competition, but it's a great round when you get one forty-seven grain in hollow point because now you got the benefit of the nine and the forty-five kind of coming at you, yeah. and it was good stuff." But oh yeah, yeah, exactly right, exactly right. Uh, folks, uh, listen, thanks for joining us. Thanks for Major Bill for calling in. Uh, it was a great time with you. Uh, um, apologize for that first segment. We are uh, we are all good. So. Um, until next week, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you're not ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. And remember, keep your head on the swivel. If you carry concealed, how do you carry your backup magazine? On your belt? Loose in your pocket? Not at all? Snag Mag is the solution. It's the original concealed pocket magazine holster that looks like you're carrying a pocket knife. Concealed in plain sight and designed for a fast reload, you can be confident your backup ammo is exactly where you need it, when you need it. Find your holster today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com because there's no such thing as extra ammo. The Kel-Tec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Kel-Tec. See more at keltecweapons.com.